Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. God, amen, hallelujah. How many people are so thrilled that God loves to come and walk amongst people? Whether you're being prayed for, you're praying for someone else, whether you're worshiping, there truly is an invitation just to connect deeply with a God who's so very real, isn't there? God is so good. God is so good. Such a privilege for us to be here uh, with you again. If this is your first time when uh, being here, when Sally and I have been here, anything can happen. It's We're not here to have meetings. We're here to have encounters with God. Because, you know, I, I've been thinking about this recently. People th- think about the, the miracles when Jesus walked this earth, like the miracles of healing and and driving out the the demons and feeding the 5,000. And people celebrated the miracle and almost thought that that's what changed their life. Their life was changed because they got healed of this or set free. And the Lord's been showing me recently, while that was a vehicle he used, i tell you why their lives changed, because they had an encounter with Jesus. Our greatest need is not something from Jesus, it's Jesus. It's not something from God, it's God. And he was God made flesh. He was the son of God who was made flesh. He came and walked. If you had an encounter with Jesus, you had an encounter with the Father. To the point where they say, would you show us the Father? That's enough for us. And they said, and Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So what you receive from God. Can I preach? Can I preach? Can I preach over here? What you receive from God won't change your life as much as God. Some of us are waiting to receive something from God. You know God, and and if I receive this from God, if I receive this healing, this breakthrough, then my life will be changed. If you've got life, if you've got God, your life is changed. That's just all added extras. That's all bonuses. Don't make that the main thing. Sometimes maybe we're not getting the bonuses because we're not celebrating and stewarding the main thing. Maybe we're not getting the dessert because we're not even eating the main meal. The main meal is Jesus. It's not healing from Jesus. It's not freedom from Jesus. It's Jesus. He is freedom. He is life. He is truth. He is the way. He is hope. He is peace. He is joy. Joy doesn't come from God. Joy is God. Peace doesn't come from God. Peace is God. He says, I am the Prince of Peace. You got me. You got peace. Come on. Just everyone laugh with me right now. <laughs> I was meditating. I, I, I was fully convinced this trip. Carol, I told you, I was fully convinced this trip. I sent through notes and scriptures and everything for every meeting. And I'm convinced I'm going to preach them all. <laughs> See, <laughs> that was really rude. Probably accurate, but really rude. And I've been, I was thinking about this the other day, Sally and I were walking and, 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 and thinking about that statement that says that the joy of the Lord is our strength and in His presence is fullness of joy. And that just triggered me. 
When we think about God, young people, when you think about God, I can tell you the one thing that we probably don't think about, and that is that He's joyful. We might accept He's loving. We struggle with the fact that He likes us. Maybe He loves us, but He doesn't like us. But joy, that's not the picture that comes to our mind. And the most joyful you've ever been. Come on. Has anyone ever got that, 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 that laugh? That I was going to say you wet yourself, but that's really bad, isn't it? But you, you, you know the one that you, you, you lose your mark? You know the one that you can't control and then it's contagious? We're creating His image. And, and, if, and if, his, if, if the joy that's from the Lord is literally life-giving medicine, what does it sound like when God smiles and laughs? Why don't we meditate on the joy of the Lord a little bit more? In His presence is fullness of joy. We haven't scraped the surface. This is not what I'm preaching, by the way. This is just a... I'm just chatting with you. Is that cool? Why don't we start to meditate? God, show me your joy. Fill me with your joy. Mate, there's been times when the Holy Ghost is broken out and revivals and different things and joy sweeps out. And then you got all the critics going, well, they shouldn't be laughing. They shouldn't be laughing. I want to slap them silly, don't you? In His presence is fullness of joy, but don't laugh in church. That's disrespectful. What are we, stupid? Come on, seriously. Why, why, can, why, can we tell a, why can people tell a bad joke and laugh, but you can't think about the Lord and laugh? Why can't we think about the Lord laughing with us? He might even laugh at your jokes, Tim. It'll make, it'll make like three people then. There's some people in here, this is quite a disrupted, disrespectful meeting. And um, again, if you don't like it, probably don't go to heaven because I think there's going to be some joy up in heaven. I hate to burst your bubbles. There's not going to be run sheets in heaven. There's not going to be three songs. Come on. There's not going to be verse, chorus, verse, chorus, chorus, bridge, chorus, tag, 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 finish. And if you don't like those instruments, again, <laughs> don't go. And if you don't like it loud, come on. The Bible says in Psalms repeatedly, make a loud noise rejoicing praises. Probably because God uses a whole lot of sporting fans that wear their voices out in the sporting arenas and then go to church and in the prayer closet and reading the Word and thinking about the Lord and go silent and then call it respectful, not dead. Why can't I get excited about God? Number one, I got the microphone, not you. If you got the microphone... You can drop, drop the mic. Come on. <laughs> we need a bit more joy. We need a bit more joy. Again, maybe it's more spiritual than we think. Some of us are looking for a word from God. Maybe we just need to laugh with God. I need my healing. Well, the joy of the Lord is your strength. 
Let's laugh a bit. Let's laugh a bit. <laughs> Come on. Let's laugh a bit. How do I laugh? Well, for some of us like me, I look in the mirror. That's all you need. Come on. Some of us is easier than others. No looking around. Stop, stop, stop. I've turned a comedian tonight. Praise. I'll, I'll pretend I... Some people laugh with you. Some people laugh at you. God laughs with you. Here's a good little thought. Maybe you want to imprint it. When the devil laughs at you, God laughs with you. When the, when the devil points his finger at you, the, Lord, the, the father just says, there's my boy. There's my girl. Come on. Well, let's just... Let's just think about God's sense of humor. Think about some of the animals he made. The ones that were made out of spare parts. And then you got Adam. He goes, I got to come up with a name that looks like spare parts. Aardvark. What do you do further? Scrabble. I mean, how, how do we, how we come up with these things? That's right. How you doing, brother? Ash, you good? Come on. <laughs> I release joy. I release joy. In his presence, his fullness of joy, Robin, isn't that right? That's what my Bible says. A merry heart does good like. I wonder if it's. I wonder if it's not the religious people that are trying to keep the church quiet and silent. And without joy, I wonder if there's a devil that doesn't want us to take a dose of medicine. Come on. It's time for us to see God, not only how good he is and how loving he is, but how joy-filled he is. This is true. I don't have a sermon on this, so that's why I'm just... Talking to you. It's just what I'm thinking about, so it's coming out. Is that all right? How many people have seen any of The Chosen? I've only seen some of it. I'm yet to see all of it, but the parts I've seen did me the world of good because it took it from the out there, airy-fairy, you read it, to he really was a real man who people wanted to hang around. And he pulled the disciples' legs and made jokes. Come on. He's fullness of joy. We've got to change our view of God. Because our view of God is everything. Young people, it's everything. Your education is not as important as your view of God. I'm not saying don't get an education. Get educated. But your view of God is more important. What you think about this, this, that, that, it's not as important. Your view of God. And I want to pray that even as we're talking today and just releasing God's goodness, you get a fresh view that God is a nice God. He's a kind God. He's a fun God. He's a God that is joy-filled. 
He wants to laugh with you and walk with you. He wants to empower you and he wants to do you good. If you have a different view, it's not the right view. He's a good God. He's a, he's a nice God. He's a joyful God. Hallelujah. You know what time it is? It's time for me to say, Father, what do I do now? <laughs> I, I, I just get to go with what he says. I, I just hear him say, just release joy. I want to preach that, but just release joy. <laughs> just release joy. Just receive joy right now. Just receive joy. The joy of the Lord. Receive it deep on the inside. Let the joy of the Lord come upon you and be your strength. Charles, let the joy of the Lord touch you. Fill you up in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Let the joy of the Lord, like rivers flow, like rivers flow, like rivers. <laughs> Praise God. Now, how about you go and lay hands on some, on some people so I don't have to do it all. Praise God. Let the river of God flow. She's gone. Hallelujah. Let the river of God flow. Let the river of God flow. Come on, if you just want God to touch you more, more. She can't go much lower, but there you go. Come on, Father, fill us with joy. Fill us with joy. We don't need music. We don't need sounds, Lord. Fill us with joy. Fill us with joy. Fill us with joy. Fill us with joy. Let the joy of the Lord overflow on your people. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the joy of the Lord, even where there's been heaviness, oh God, let the joy of the Lord break out in Jesus' name. Unreasonable amounts of your joy. Unreasonable reasonable, illogical joy that comes from your presence. Lord, let the joy of God touch these young people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I pray your protection over their lives and the joy of the Lord to be their strength. Oh God, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I release the smile of God. Come on, let the smile of God get large. Let the smile of God get large. Let the smile of God get large on these people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Fill, fill, fill with the joy of the Lord. The joy of the Lord to be your strength. To be your strength. We receive your joy. Mm. Receive your joy. We receive your joy in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, across this auditorium, mantle people with the joy of the Lord. Lord, I break off the spirit of heaviness. Put on the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Come on, come on, come on. We release your joy. We release your joy. Your joy. Your joy. Your joy over your people in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. More of your glory, your presence, your joy, your power, your kindness in Jesus' name. Out of your belly, out of your belly, out of your belly. Come on, lay your hands on your belly. Lord, I declare, out of this valley shall flow rivers, 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 rivers of living water. 
Jesus. Security, shut up at him. Will, that's you. Shut up a cobra bacana. Jesus. Come on, shout the name Jesus. Come on, boy, Rabbin, Jesus. Say. Come on, no joke. When Jamie starts laughing, something inside me goes off. Like that's, that's where it says in the Word of God, one rejoices, we all rejoice. They were talking about some and people like him. Because it's infective. Like if you want to shut off to that, easy. You can just go, oh, they're idiots laughing. But if you go, he can't stop laughing. He's so exhausted at the moment, he can't stop laughing. <laughs> He's going to have abs like rocks. It's going to be amazing. So, so this afternoon I'm, I'm at home and I'm, I'm just laying on my bed. We've gone and pick up Sally and Steve. And Chester came in, my dog, Kylie's dog. He's, he's mine because I'm the alpha dog, so he submits to me. And he come in and he's laying and he's got his head on my chest. That wasn't a shot. <laughs> so... And he's laying his head on me and I'm just, I've been reading some scripture and I'm just patting him and I'm like, God, show me your glory. Show me your glory. <laughs> and he goes, open your eyes. Because this is how God talks to me. And I'm like, that's a bit blunt. What do you mean? And immediately I'm looking at my dog and I'm patting and I'm like, and I just start saying, thank you, Father. And I go, Chester, you are a perfect representation of a Hungarian pointer. You are modeled by God himself. I start crying. This dog is loving every moment. of. He's just there. Like, he is lapping this up. Try this with your dog. Just start talking to God. Pray in the spirit. Lay your hands on your pet's head. See, there's something in scripture that we think that when it came time for the sacrifice, it was this big bloodbath. But the priest, and I've got to tell you, in this role, I don't know if I could do this job because they had to not just, they weren't just, it wasn't an abattoir, they actually had to lay their hands intimately on that animal's head. There had to be a connection there that transferred. This is serious, Jamie. <laughs> we are God to our animals. Now, that's a little g God. We are God to this planet. It submit, everything in this planet submits to us. That's why we must carry the personage of Jesus. That's why we must carry the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we just say, oh, Jesus. No, no, that's his character, his identity, his nature, everything, his power, his authority. It's all in his name. When he showed us the Father, I've showed you the name of the Father. That wasn't just this secret name. Oh, what do we really call him? No, that was his character, his identity, his very nature. This is what heaven is like. Please catch it. 
oh, His glory is all around us. If we just want to see it, His glory is all around us. It's in the people that are around us. It's in the food that we eat. It's, it's all around us. We say, show us your glory. And He goes, I haven't stopped. But there's still another element of His glory, which is the kabod, which is the heaviness now, he will never put out his glory. He will never pour out his glory into a container that can't withstand. A broken reed he will not break. A smoldering wick he will not stuff, snuff out. So stuff. Yeah. It's really hard to keep these words up here, Jamie. <laughs> so I want to encourage you. God's glory is all around. But there, if you want to seek it out, there is a special glory that... It, that only the, those that positioned themselves, only those that got close to God, went up onto Mount Horeb, went and sought God's face, only those got to see His glory. So come on, God is stirring our hearts. I want it to be stirred by God afresh. I want Him to, the embers of my life to just burn again with the breath of God. Are you with me on this? Because this is the time for oaks of righteousness to be established, guys. You have the opportunity. New generation starts with you. Doesn't matter what, how you've been treated or how it's been dealt out to you. You can start in the freedom and the, and the wide open spaces, the green pastures that Jesus has prepared for each one of us to walk into. Come on. Now it's gone to Leanne where it's going to spread. Who, who enjoyed this tonight? Guys, Steve has got these most amazing notes here. And he always sends them to me and I do so many messages out of them. You should think so. No, I don't. I don't really. You can do whatever you I, can, I do share your messages though. Good. Do you want to finish up? Or I, I can finish no, up. No, no. I, no, I ain't finished. It's only 8.30. It's your bedtime or something. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to let the Holy Ghost, through you, heal some people. Because the joy of the Lord is like good medicine. How does that sound? Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So, let's just get rid of this. No. I got to read one scripture. So you can you can take that, Brett. No, I'm, I'm really not going to use my notes. I'm just going to read one scripture because the Holy Ghost is telling me to. And then we're going to pray. You keep laughing. You keep laughing. Where's Chelsea gone? She's been raptured. The rest of us got left behind. Bad luck. Maybe next time. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hmm. Okay. One scripture. This is out of my extensive notes, so you get one scripture, all right? Mark 8, 22, 25. Mark 8, verse 22 to 25. I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. You go, girl. Praise God for the end. 
<laughs> I don't want that to stop because this is going to release healing. I, I'm serious. This is not where I was going. It's not my notes. But this is what God wants to do. A merry heart does good like a... God's going to heal some people in a moment. We're going to start with Pastor Stephen. We're going to lay hands on him. We're going to gather around and we're going to release an accelerated healing. We've got a friend who we were with in Brisbane last month at a prophetic conference. And first night, walking down the stairs, she slipped, she tripped, she fell down. How many breaks? Four breaks. Three torn ligaments, four breaks in her feet. First night of a prophetic conference in Brisbane. And... Uh, we went with it, went to a hospital for till 2 a.m. and all the rest of it. And she was yesterday with Sally walking around the lakes by our house, uh, uh, a three-kilometer th- three walk, totally no pain whatsoever. No surgery, no surgery. I kid you not, Sally had a dream in the night, which Kerry did not know. Sally had a dream in the night, and in her dream, Sally went to lay hands on Kerry's foot and pray for her foot. And in the dream, the Lord said, you don't need to worry about that. Is that what? Oh, Kerry said, you don't need to worry about that. In the dream, the next morning, Kerry wakes up. The next morning, she's pain-free. God is in the business of accelerating. Don't, we're going to pray. An accelerated healing. That's what I feel in the Holy Ghost. If you've got, you got things in your body, even if God has touched you and you want God to accelerate it, then we're going to gather together. I'm not praying. You're going to gather together and we're just going to release the joy of the Lord to be a medicine and healing. How does that sound? Let me read the scripture. Stop distracting me. All right. Mark chapter 8. Chapter 20. Thank you. You go to the top of the class. Mark 8. 22 to 25. Come on, four verses just to prove that I know some Bible. It says, Then Jesus came to Bethsaida, and they brought a blind man to him, and the blind man Beg Jesus to touch him. How many people want Jesus to touch you? Come on, one. Put you put yourself right now. Put yourself into the story. The blind man begged Jesus. I want to be touched. How many people want to be touched? Come on. And so Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. I don't know if you've ever read that before. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the town. And the Lord spoke to me and said, sometimes God wants to change your position before he releases his power. We want him to touch me here and right now. And sometimes he says, get out of your seat and get, make a move or come with me. I want to change your position. What was in that position? I don't know. Maybe there are some people there with unbelief. Because when there's unbelief, he cannot do many miracles. And sometimes he went into a house, he, he, first thing he did is, okay, everyone that's not believing, get out. Okay, Peter, James, and John, come in. Do your best, boys. Come on. Come on. So he, he took him outside the town. I've never thought about that. But sometimes God wants you to change your position. Church, come on. I'm preaching just for a moment. Sometimes God wants you to change your position before he releases his power. Well, God, if you want to touch me, you can just do it here. 
Get off your butt and get out and get healed. It's not about, it's not. And when, okay, I want you to get this. They brought a blind man to him and the blind man begged Jesus, please touch me. The next thing is, okay, take him by the hand, still blind, and leads him somewhere. It's like, hey, that's not what I asked. I asked you to touch me. Come on. When Jesus leads you, when you ask him to touch you, maybe the leading is what you need, not just the touch. And if he leads you outside somewhere, go with him. Don't say, no, no, that's not the thought of touch that I want. Just heal me here. Come on, Naaman almost missed his miracle in the Old Testament because he went there. He just thought the man of God would pray, wave his hands around. Somehow he'd get healed. And he goes, no, leave this place. Go down to the Jordan River and dip seven times. And he started to go away upset that this man sent him to a dirty river and didn't just heal him on the spot. And it was his servant said, hang on, hang on, Naaman. If he had asked you to do some great thing, would you have done that? He goes, yeah. Well, why won't you do the little thing in the dirty river? Sometimes you need to change your position before God releases His power. And maybe it's not physical. Maybe it's a position of your heart. It's been this way. It will never get better. Change your position. Come on. Come on. Come on. Faith. God's still on the throne. So we got Him. Touch me. No, no. He led Him. He changed. And then He goes... Outside the town stopped. He goes, okay, hopefully now he's going to touch me because I've heard that's how people get. The next line. And when Jesus had spat in his eyes and put his hands on him. I read that and thought, the putting the hands on him, I'm good with that, Jesus. I asked you to touch me. I meant the hand thing, not the spit thing. There are many in the church that are missing their miracles because they want the hand thing, not the spit thing. Don't narrow what I'm saying down to hand and spit. Get the principle. I thought God was going to do it this way. I thought that they were just going to lay hands on me and I was healed. I thought that they were just going to pray or preach or sing a song. I thought they were going to do that. Here's one. Can I I go there? I want to be healed. 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 In this case, God led him and then spat in his eyes and then touched him. For over half the people that Jesus healed, he cast a demon out. You might say, ah, that's, that's not for us. <laughs> Maybe that's why we're still sick sometimes. Because it's called a spirit of infirmity. It doesn't mean you're possessed. But all sickness is from the devil. And the reason I say that is because there is no sickness in heaven. And the Bible says, pray that what happens in heaven comes on earth. 
Jesus did not die for some sicknesses. He died for all sickness. He did not die for some sins. He died for all sins. The Bible says that Jesus went around doing good and healing all who were sick and oppressed. Don't make a theology of what hasn't happened. Tell me one person that came to Jesus and said, I want to be healed, that Jesus says, actually, this is for the Father's glory, that you don't get healed. You go away and there'll be grace for you. We made it a theology, it's not Bible. The Bible says very clearly, and God anointed, Acts 10.38, look it up if you want, and how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and power, and he went around doing good and healing all. Everyone say all. Healing all who are sick and oppressed by the devil. They go hand in hand. I'm not saying all sickness is, of, is a devil. Don't get me wrong here. But it's not of God. It's not of God. It's not of God. And Jesus often re rebuked the spirit of infirmity. I'm going to tell you a story. <laughs> not using any names because I don't know the names, but all the locations, locations will remain, remain anonymous. But Sally and I were ministering in another place, in another state. And uh, we were releasing healing on lots of people, praying for people, and people begin healing stuff. And Sally was praying for this older lady, beautiful lady, part of the church, beautiful Christian lady. And she had terrible arthritis, was it? In her joints and in her knees, her knees and in her hands. And Sally's praying. And then while she's praying, nothing's happening, nothing's happening, nothing's happening. And this is a beautiful Christian lady in the church. And the Lord said to Sally, rebuke the spirit of infirmity. And Sally's going, I can't do that to this nice little lady. Fair enough. Fair enough. Come on. And so Sally, wise as serpents, harmless as doves, said, do you mind if I put my hand on your knee? Because that's where the majority of their pain was. And she said, no, that's fine. So Sally went down and put her hand. And see, you don't have to make a song or dance of it. But Sally said, and this was with music's going all that, Sally got down and she rebuked the spirit of infirmity. And instantly the lady jumped and said, what the heck just happened? She didn't hear her. Something has just shifted. I have been healed. Not praying against arthritis but rebuke the spirit of infirmity. See, the affliction, the Bible even talks about the enemy. He sends fiery darts. Come on. Don't forget, when you're born again, your spirit is born again. Your spirit is born again. Not your soul, not your body. Your spirit is born again. So you can have a, a, a demon, a spirit of harassment, a spirit of infirmity latch upon your body. It doesn't mean you're possessed. You are born again. You are filled with the Spirit of God. But sometimes we need to deal with the root cause that there is a demonic influence that we take authority. Not to fear it, just to say, get out. Get out. Get out. Get out. Are you okay with this tonight? Because this is the Bible. Over half of Jesus' miracles, someone was deaf, someone was mute. Very physical things. The Bible says that Jesus rebuked the deaf and the mute spirit, and the man and the boy was able to talk in here. 
Some of us don't want to go there, but my question is, do you want to stay where you are? Let's just go back to the Bible. And when he had spit in his eyes <laughs> and put his hands on him, he asked him if he, Jesus asked the man if he saw anything. I don't want you to miss this for tonight when we pray. In a moment, we're about to pray. I don't want you to miss this. Sometimes we pray for people and say, pray for them to be healed. And because we don't want to look silly, we pray for them and say, hey, God bless you. And then we go on with our things. Why don't we have the courage to do what Jesus did, who prayed for a blind man and says, hey, can you see anything? Let's ask people, has anything shifted? Did you feel anything? I, I'm, I'm, I'm actually equipping you right now how to pray for the sick. Pray for them and actually say, hey, did you feel anything? They might say, I felt something. I don't know what it was. Well, that was God touching. Hey, and then let's go back to what Jesus did. And the, the man looked up and said, I see men like trees walking. In other words, I can see shapes. I can't see any clarity. Isn't it wonderful when you pray for people and they haven't got instantly healed to know that you're in the same boat as Jesus? Come on. He was unlimited in power. Why does it happen? Don't know. Wrong question. Is it possible? That's the right question. Has God said it? That's the right question. Huh. We've got to stop asking the wrong questions, Pastor Stephen. And he looked up and he said, I see men like trees walking. Lots. And then Jesus, then he put his hands on his eyes again. This is what I want to release over you as a people. When you pray, ask, did anything happen? And if they say, I felt something, or even if they say, I felt nothing, then pray again. Go again. That was, my, that was one of the points I was going to preach at you. Go again. Go again. Believe God, obey God, go again. This is my three points. You don't have to come back. But Man, you are good. It's that leadership gift. Uh, believe God. Come on. Not in yourself. Where is your trust? Where's your confidence? Is it in the, I'm not sure I can do this. Because if it is, wrong place. The Bible, Jesus himself said, believe in God. Not in yourself, not in your ability, not in your best prayers. Come on. Not in, not in anything. Believe in God. Believe God and obey God. He told us to lay hands on the sick. They shall recover. And he says, then he put his hands on his eyes again. And I love this part. And he made the man look up. I'm going to pull this together and we're going to pray. And then he was restored and saw everyone clearly. I just want to highlight this. A blind man comes to Jesus, says, well, can you touch me? Jesus took him by the hand and led him and didn't touch him straight away. Let's let God lead us even before he touches us. Can I hear an amen? Let's make it about the leading of God, not just the touch of God. Come on. Submitted to the leading of God. Maybe that's the actually the thing that's stopping some of the touches from happening because we're not being led. We've got to let him lead us, not just touch us. And then when he does touch you, let it be the spoken word, the laying on of the hands, or the spitting in the eyes. Don't say, I want you to touch me, but not that way. Come on. 
If you hang around church long enough and revival when, and revival is breaking out globally, I can tell you right now, we are seeing it all over the place. But you will see some messy things in revival. Come on. And why is that? Because God says, I want you to get past what you are comfortable with and let me just be God. But you will see some people get healed. But th- the way that it happens is just wild. And you might say, God, I want you to touch me, but not on that. God is not here to embarrass you, but He is here to move us past ourselves. He's here to move us past ourselves. He spat and He touched him. Then He prayed for him and He asked him the question, did you see anything? Did anything shift? We're going to do that in a moment. And then hear the response and then lay your hands on them again and tell them to look up. The best thing you can do when you pray for someone to be healed is say, let's look to the Lord right now. Let's focus on how good God is. The fact that He is the creator, that He is the healer, that He is the restorer, that He opens blind eyes and He opens deaf ears and He opens and He raises up lame people. Come on. And He can even raise the dead. Let's get our attention on Him. And now, Father, by the Spirit of God, we release your healing. Come on, Spirit of infirmity, loose your grip. Whatever it may be, we start to pray. And then the clarity comes. If I can have someone move this out of the way, that would be glorious. Hallelujah. We're not having music. I'm not opposed to music. I love it. I love it. I love it. But I don't want us to be relying upon it. Jesus didn't have someone walking around. Key of D, please. Key of D. Okay. Angel starts singing. Okay, we're good to go. Let's not... Be reliant on something from God. It's God. Amen. How many people are ready just for a few moments here to see some people be touched by God and healed? How many people would like to be part of that? Because I'm not here to do it. I'm here to equip you to do it. And that's what we just did. That's why I just gave you that little thing. The confidence is not in you. It's not in me. It's in God. Come on. Our confidence is in God. He says, you can ask me anything in my name, or I'll do it. But we've done that, haven't seen it. Then we go again. Then we go again. Then we go again. Jesus released healing, only partial. He went again. He went again. He went again. So let's pray. Let me hear what Father's saying, and then let's just do it together. Can we do this? I don't think we're going to take too long here, but we are going to actually give opportunity for the joy of the Lord to be someone's strength and release healing. Anyone ready for that? Come on. Believe something happens in your own spirit. Young people, if you want to get out and come and lay hands with us and pray, then you get out of your seats. Don't don't forget about the other people. Everyone's thinking about the other person. No, no, no. You just come out. When we pray, you get out. Older people, younger people, if you want to be involved, come out. Don't make me beg you. Come on out. Don't make me slap you either. Come on out. So, Father, thank you that the Lord Jesus Christ is walking amongst us, that the Holy Ghost is in us, that even as we come to this moment right now, we come from a place of seated in heavenly places. We do not come as slaves begging. We come as sons and daughters. Inheritance, whoo, spiritual inheritance on earth as in heaven. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Praise the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Do you believe God can do it? Here's the deal. I only have one condition. Come up if you believe. Is that all right? And if as we go, don't, if, 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 you, if you're not sure at the start, that's cool. Stay there. But as we start to see God do something and your face starts to stir, come and join. How does that sound? So if there's more, just come on up right now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. This is what we do. Just listen. Listen, everybody. We're not asking. We're not begging. Okay? We're not taking hours. We are literally just releasing healing. Releasing healing in the name of Jesus Christ. So come on in. Gather in. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.